Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion Vershawn Jackson. Oh, I got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Presented by Wingstop. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Yeah. 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 I'm back in the words of Bernie the Bar Boxer. Did you miss me? Did you miss me? I know you did, but I'm back now. That's right. Man, it's been an emotional roller coaster the last few days for the captain. My favorite aunt passed away. I was blessed enough to, to, to be there the same day. Um, just been an emotional roller coaster, man. Kiss the ones you love, cause you never know what you don't know. So, um, you know, just uh, finalizing all of the arrangements, all of the things that we need to get done to send her on, um, and 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 that's what we've been doing. But other than that, the captain is live from Wingstop, 15th and O Street. Get down here right now, 11 to 2. I'm giving away a hundred dollars in gift cards. That's four twenty-five dollar gift cards. I'll choose the way you want to win. You want to come down here, do 50 push-ups? Is the colonel listening? Have we heard from the colonel? Colonel, I'm going to need you to either call in or text in. Let me know you're listening or come down here to 50th and Street. I need to talk to you, colonel. I need to talk to you. Wingstop, chicken from the wings from the wing expert where flavor gets his wings. Oh, by the way, Grand Island is rolling as well. Okay, so perfect. So, you know, I'm, I'm coming back. Um, there's a lot to talk about. Adrian Martinez, blah, 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 blah. There's tons of stuff to talk about. But before we do, we're going to get back to the interview series. Without further ado, my brother from another mother and coach, uh, Matt Verzal, two-time national champion. What's up, brother? BJ, how we living? Man, we living large and in charge, man, and yourself. You know, just getting ready to work a little lunch here at Paisons. We got we do a charity day every Wednesday, so we'll give ten percent back to the charity of a customer picked one today. So we'll we'll hustle out some pizzas and give back some money to a good organization, the Pink Ribbon Rodeo, and try to be good people. Man, up in Omaha, I mean, since you brought it up, Matt Verzal, uh, Paisan Pizza, 
Omaha, Nebraska. Let's talk about Paisan. How'd you? When did it start? Um, give us a little bit we of did. backstory about Paisan. We had <laughs> the, the, we had a lot of poor leadership because for some reason in May, which is the end of the school year, 2013, I said that was a good time to open a little restaurant. When we were only we started out as to go, and so I was as you know. I, I tried to work for somebody at, at an investment firm and realized I'm not good at that, so I needed to get into business back for myself. I have very limited skills, but I can talk a lot. So opened up Paisons and then started coaching at Scott Catholic, and we've grown. We're coming up, like I said, next year. In May will be 10 years, so that has gone incredibly fast, but we're very happy. People in Omaha are real good to us, and you know we love what we've created. And we've got to sit down in a bar now, and we see Vershawn and his brother every now and then. Your brother got me the other night. I thought it was you, your twin brother. Yeah, I so know. That was embarrassing. Wonder and Twin Powers yeah, we just, activate. We just like what we do. We just try to be a small town place in a big city. Yeah, well, what's the difference between a pizza and a pie? One is what the Italian will call you, and one is what the American will call you. Oh, dang. Okay. I, you know, I, when, you, when you said pie, I was just like, pie? Pizza, okay, but anyway, I know I understand that now. Uh, where can they get this Paisan pizza? Can they order online? And where are you guys located? I'm a little bit of a dinosaur. We do not do online ordering. You can call 402 991 7437 to place an order, or you can just stop in and come see me, and we'll tell some stories, and you'll probably have a drink or two, and we'll have a good time. All right, get down there, man. Matt Verzal. So, Matt, give us a you came, where are you from? How did you make it, your recruiting process, how did you make it to the University of Nebraska? Oh, well, number one, there's but two people in the world that call me Matt, my mom and my grandma, and you're neither one of those, so call me Verge like you normally do. Whatever, Verge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm originally from Grand Island, Nebraska. Um, Kenny Fisher was my high school coach. I was very blessed to have him as a coach. Brian maybe Greg Ermacher were two fantastic offensive defensive line coaches. Um, you know, the recruiting process was a world different. I had a chance to go to Iowa State and go to Wyoming. And at the time, uh, people were just different, and you wanted to know if you matched up with the best. And so I chose to give it a shot and walk on in Nebraska. Um, much as I found out, it's it's a different level, but you get in and you never quit and you compete and you do the best you can. And never ended up starting, but I played in 31 games, which was probably 31 more than a lot of people thought I would play in. And just had a great time, met great friends, and, and learned, you know, the business of football, learned the game of football, learned a ton about people uh, of different areas of the country and culture and, and things like that. You know, growing up in Grand Island, I mean, we had one black guy on our team. And so to go in and, and meet you and meet Clinton and meet Tyrone Williams and Tommy Frazier and all these guys, and it was just awesome. It was, I, I wouldn't have changed it for the world because it's gotten me some of my best friends, better friends than I probably deserve, and, and they're way good to me, and it's just an awesome – it was an awesome experience, and I, I wouldn't do it any different. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Man, is that was that Matt talking or Verge talking? Who was that? Just talk, who was that? See, I should you right. I should not have called you Matt. My bad. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was weird. That was got very all, weird. You got all mushy. Yeah, but it's true, man. I mean, it's people. People ask us the question all the time. 
how did you guys do it? And and they, they think that we're throwing catchphrase at them. I've said over and over again, if any of my teammates calls and says I have a body, my first response is I have a shovel. So where are we going? And that's, it's just, we are thick as thieves. And I wouldn't, I don't want it any other way. But we won because we threw everything. We weren't perfect. We had squabbles and fights and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you knew that there was 110, 120 other people that if the S hit the fan, they were going to be there for you. And that's a cool, that's a cool thing. We, we haven't all lived pure lives. We've had guys in trouble. We've had guys that have done things they shouldn't. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's camaraderie. It's team. It's brotherhood. It's, it's for the greater good go I. It's all those things. That's what makes you great. When you look at that guy next to you and his success matters more than yours, you can do some stuff. You can change the world. You came to Nebraska in, in 1992? Yeah. Should have been 93 with you. Yeah, you should have been with me. And, and what what do you remember about that class of guys that came in and, and, and uh, just kind of what do you remember about coming in 1992? Because that was a Tommy Fraser class. Yep, it was. A pretty doggone good class. So what was going yeah. on at the time in 92? And, and, and kind of just give us some, some, some backstory about that. So it was pretty cool because at that time you still played in the Shrine Bowl. So you had camp. You know, there wasn't a big press to get in there early. Um, you played in the Shrine Bowl, so, you know, you met a lot of the guys. Like Ogard was on my team. And big Twig and these guys. And, or Twig was on the other team, sorry. Dish and those, you know, Corey Micus. But it was a lot of local guys, Clinton, Damon. Um, here's some blasts from the past. Eric Stokes, um, Chad mm. Browse. Like, those guys were all on our on our team together, so we instantly kind of bonded and had a lot of fun, and then I we got the invite to go in early. So this was, for all those that poo-poo, like, oh, they're so mean to us. Our Shrine Bowl camp was three weeks of two-a-days. We came in for freshman camp, so it was just us freshmen, for two weeks of two-a-days. Then the varsity came in for another couple weeks of two-a-days. So we'd had a month and a half of two-a-days. Mm. And so you're just in your head. You're like, if I can survive this, there's literally nothing I cannot do. Um, the team was great. You know, Tommy, we had to we had to get Tommy to relax a little bit. He was a little high-strung. But very funny. And, you know, you had great guys in there like Larry Townsend who could kind of calm Tommy down and just because Tommy's so fast and Larry was just a little more laid back, talked a little slow. Uh, it was just a fun group of guys, and, and with the mentorship and leadership of some older guys, Kevin Rainmakers, David White, um, John Perella, you know, those dudes kind of taught us what it took to be great. And if you were willing to sacrifice that much, you know, up until your class came through, we had the most wins in a four-year span of anybody, highest winning percentage, and then you guys went undefeated and, and you beat us. So, First of all, so, so – Talk a little bit about that. Like, when I say cross-reference teammates, I mean white and black guys forming a bond, coming together uh, as young men and loving one another. You know, you talked about Feast being a guy yeah. who was an older guy who kind of took you and gave you, showed you some of the ropes. Um, how important is that to the – makeup of a football team that all walks of life develop together? 
Well, I think what a lot of people kind of come come around to is, and Ernie Beeler is well, Ernie Ernie was a very intense human being, right? And and I have in in my life, I'll try to to meet somebody, but then give a correlation to somebody else that's in my life already that are like, oh, they're just like them. It's just they have a better tan. Like that's that's the same person, right? So watching Ernie and, and Ernie. Is a, is a great dude, super intense. It was awesome. I, I saw Kenny the other day, Kenny Wilhite, and he he FaceTimed Ernie, so we talked to Ernie on the phone. So that was a, that was a cool deal. But you know, even guys that, that didn't play my position, like John Reese, I always thought was a really just an awesome guy. Um, but when you go into it open minded and you just want to learn from everybody around you, that's a big thing. And then when you in the system we were in where Coach Osborne, master psychologist, didn't tell us but let us that if you guys all don't get along and all don't figure this out together, we will all not succeed together. We will all fail together. And so when you go through that and you go through the pain, you go through it and you see guys suffering just as much as you did, but you see guys fight through it. Jerry Irons was a guy, baby, or Shug was what they called him. He would, he would just work. I mean, he, he was a tough dude. And, and then it goes through, and then you get your Christians and your Jasons, and, and those guys come in. Grant Wistrom comes in. Jared Thomas is in our class. Now you got guys, like, really going and bringing out the intensity every day. Cluster Johnson will always tell you that he feared for his job every day because of John Bedrill. Cluster Johnson Vinny was a highly touted, amazing athlete out of Bellevue West. Johnny, Johnny Bedrill was a kid out of Gregory, South Dakota, that, you, you know, you're short, you're a wrestler, you're strong. Why? Why would you fear that? Because he knew John would outwork him if he didn't give his best every day. And, and he knew, John Vitti would play him if he, if he didn't do his best every day. Well, and John Vitti Vid is one of the toughest white dudes I know. Whew, pound for boy. pound for pound. If we're talking tough, other than like Christian Peter, pound for pound, I can name the all. Remember, listen. Phil Ellis. You're gonna, I can name you're gonna tough forget guys. One. You're going to forget one and Matt, you're going to be mad. Matt, listen, Matt Penland, Penrod. What do you mean? Yep. Forget who? Who? I can't forget, forget any one. of the tough guys. Uh, out, of the great, I mean, out of the great city of Columbus, Nebraska, Mr. Corey Rockhead Schlesinger. I, I had him on already. You already know dude, Joe Rockhead is a, no joke. That's Joe. a bad dude. <laughs> that is a I bad mean, man. You, one, one, again, one of the toughest – you know, dudes I know out there on the football field, when you talk about, when you talk Vedi Ved, it's, it's just amazing because I, I just think about his size and stature. And then you look at him and you say, I know he don't play football. And then you go out there and he hits somebody in the mouth and you'd be like, uh, is that the same guy? In so, like warm-ups. Right. He's hitting people in warm-ups. It's a deal. So, so those guys at that time, your, your main asset or what you could be better than the higher rated guy at was work ethic. And you would be rewarded for that. If you went Is that you lost harder or? than everybody, you would be rewarded for that. Matt, Matt, do you, you're, you're around football, and we're going to talk about this as well a little bit later on, because you've been around football, you've been coaching high school football. <laughs> but is that, is that mentality you just spoke on, is that a lost mentality in this generation Z? No. It's, a, okay. it's an unexploited asset. 
because when you teach Ooh. kids that, listen, I, I coach at Omaha Scott Catholic High School, okay? Everybody has this vision that I have these six, seven, six, eight monsters, and every now and then I'll get one. Trent Hickson played for us, Blake Anderson, who's in northern Iowa, played for us. Other than that, though, I got kids where it's the end. It's the end of the road. Football will end, much as it does for many high school kids. But the only thing I tell them is when you get done, make sure there's no doubt you gave everything you had. And then you're win. Sure. you win. The scoreboard may not reflect it, but if you go out and maximize every bit of athleticism you have and go as hard as you can every day, the rest will take care of itself. The rest is very easy after that. That's your brain that's limiting you from giving everything. We, we did it the other day. We had a little, little agility session. I got a, a little defensive tackle. He's not little, but he's about six foot. I'll give him six foot. He's six foot 290. But he gave it all, and he lost his lunch in the, in the trash can. I'm like, now you know. That's where your body's going to tell you to stop. Now, can you tell your mind to tell your body to be quiet? Can, you, can your brain overcome this? And, it's, and it, that's what it is. It's a lot of mental training. Like, some of the dudes that left from when we were there are some of the most mentally tough people that I've ever been around, still to this day. You talk mentally tough. Um, Coach Osborne would always talk being tough mentally, physically, spiritually, of course. But how important and who helped you to become the player that you were at the end of your career? Who was the – how did you become that guy? Like, I, could, I would imagine you got beat up pretty good. The first two yeah. years. Well, I know you. I know you got beat up pretty good your first couple of two, three years because I was there with you getting beat up. Yeah, hardest ever get hit was by a guy from my own high school, Mike Anderson. The the dreaded words on scout team, run it again. Run it again. <laughs> we picked up a blitz. They thought they had this little slick blitz, and we were pretty good. We had some good players, and we pick up their little blitz. And Coach Steele says, "Run it again," and I was like, "Oh man." And Mike kind of looked at me, and he's like, <laughs> he gave me that look like, I'm sorry. And he, they ran a little twist where they slanted the defensive line, we'll just say to the left, and Mike looped back around to the right, and I'm the center. I know he's coming. Okay? He knows he's coming. I think he's just going to, we're going to thud up, call it a day. He hits me, and at the time I was 295, 300 pounds. I am in the air. Like, I am Ricky Bobby. This is, we're in a bad place. We're in the air. We should not be in the air. We're more of a ground-based mammal. Helmet breaks. We screwed, we used to screw our top straps into our helmets. Those snapped off. My little pads on the inside flew out. I mean, I, he yard sailed. I, I had S flying everywhere. <laughs> Hit the ground. Scraped my helmet back together. Look at the trainer. I'm like, get the screw gun. So they screwed my helmet back in and got it all going. I didn't miss the play. And, a couple of older guys, older defensive linemen, like, okay, you get it. You can get knocked on your ass, but just get back up. Just get back up. That's all you have to do. Just get back did you up. Ever, did you ever get think the – down seven, get up eight. It's, it's kind of the way you got to live. Did you ever think the pounding that we – whoa. The pounding that we took on scout team, was there ever a time that you thought about quitting? It did cross my mind. Um Probably, I don't know. Well, so my, like my red shirt freshman and sophomore, I was like, man, I'm just, I'm getting better. Like, I'm learning. 
I knew at that time, because you just get, you know, your little taste of a game that's a blowout, and you go into the game, and you're like, wait a minute, the guys I'm playing against in practice are a mile better than these guys. So I'm, I've got to be getting better. So that was, and then my junior year, it kind of filtered into my brain, like, just, you're not going to make it. You're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. But there was always just a dumb part of me that held out hope that said, hey, I can do this. I, you, you can't quit. Whatever you do in life, don't quit. Make them fire you. Make them kick you out, which I thought was going to happen one year. We had a really <laughs> rainy practice, and, and Graham miraculously every Thursday had class. So I was in charge of the offense, and it's wet. Brooks, the quarterback, and, and I rocketed a snap. I mean, I rocket this thing over his head. Brooks, 6'4", 36-inch vertical jump. Like, you got to try to get it over his head. I do it. And we go into meetings, and Temper is out recruiting. I was like, uh-oh. So that meant we were going in with Coach Osborne. And so we're watching film, and I told Taylor, I'm like, hey, uh, if they get rid of me, you know, it's been fun. I had a great time. You know, you're a good dude. Good luck with everything. <laughs> He's just laughing. Well, we're getting to the end of film work where, you know, I, I'm like, he ain't going to make it. He's not going to make it to the play that I screw up. This is awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to avoid this. He fast-forwarded to it <laughs> and paused it, and then he rewound it, and the ball goes over Brooks' head, and the ball goes over Brooks' head, and the ball goes over Brooks' head. I was sitting there, and I was like, well, that's the end. It was a good run. Had a lot of fun here, boys. Nice knowing you. And I'll never forget. He goes, Verse? I was like, yes, coach. He goes, what, uh, what happened here? I'm like, no, no excuse. I launched it. I just, there's a terrible snap. I totally understand, you know, if you don't want me around here. And he paused, and he goes over to the lights, right? And he turns the lights on. I was like, oh, it's over. I'm like, I'm done. And he said, Verse? He goes, I've been coaching a long time. I said, True. And he kind of looked at me sideways, and he said, there's a lot of excuses you could have made in that. He said, there's a lot. You could have said wet ball, lost your grip, defense shifted, da-da-da-da-da. I said, yep, but at the end of the day, Coach, I have to get the ball to the quarterback, and I did not do that. He said, that's one of the greatest answers I've ever heard. And he said, go to, go to your meetings or go, to, go, to your, go, go get ready. And so I was like, oh. So if I just, somebody asked me a question, and I'm just brutally honest, and I take the blame, I'm good. So that's something that I've been able to carry with me for a long time, but it's made it, it's made it easy in situations like, hey, if I did it, I did it. There's no need to point fingers. It was my fault. Mother Nature wasn't the problem I was. I'm with Matt Verzal, two-time national champion, Paisan pizza champion. Um, we're, we're talking about right now going to Nebraska because you're – the way – you came to Nebraska is a little bit different, yet and still, we're from Nebraska. And I asked you about, you know, whether it was it ever a time that you wanted to quit. For me, it was a little bit different. I never wanted to quit on scout team because I had so much fun playing against yeah. the black shirts, you know, and how we changed yeah. the, the mentality of scout team. We changed that, you know, by the level of how fast we played and, and the fact that we were playing these guys – who were was were known for being the best defense in the country. For yeah. us, it was, what are we going to do to get five yards against these dudes? And then yep. when they say run it again, are we going to run this? I, I always remember, run it again, I'm not running the same way the same time, and they used to be right. so mad at me. Because <laughs> I was going to cut that thing back, and I remember yep. arguing with Coach McBride, and he was like, Jackson, you need to run it. Where the card says run it. And I'm like, Coach, 
in the game. They are if it's clogged up there, they're not just going to pile up in there. They're going to exactly. cut it back and try to make something happen. Yeah. What do you? Who was the toughest competitor? And I say that competitor at practice that you went against your first couple of years. Who was the guy that you hated to go against? I think I can guess, but I want you to tell us. We were crazy lucky as young linemen, right? Because our, you know, our redshirt year. I mean, I've got Kevin Raymakers, Ugh. who's state champion wrestler, John Perella, who played in the league for twelve years. Ugh. So that that was every day when they went scouting. You're like, ah. God bless America. I got to go over there and these two. But they would beat you and then tell you why they beat you and then tell you, don't don't beat me. Don't let me do that to you again. So now right. you're armed with all the information to be better. Okay? You're armed with every ounce of information you need to improve yourself to block, at that time, all Big 8-level defensive line. Okay, great. Mm. So now you get better and you get better and you get better. And then they graduate. And then, you know, you move up to second team, and now you got Christian Peter, who you're like, this dude is, I mean, he is just so strong, and he's quick, and he's competitive, and when he's competitive, he's mean. And you're just like, this is a different world. This is a different setup. But, you know, then you got, like, little Sky Saltzman there. you got a quick guy who's in my class. He's a you know, super quick, fast, different defensive lineman. Like I said, if you wanted to really break down 94, 95, and I wasn't there in 97, but I'm guessing it was the same, our best games were scrimmages at practice. I mean, those oh, games got heated. They got lively, and they got prideful, and they got fun. Like, when you can go to practice and there's a tension in the air in practice, you know Saturday does not matter. <laughs> you know Saturday. Right. And, like, you the movie Searching for Bobby Fisher is one of my favorite movies. There were many games. And I'm not talking like our preseason, like warm-up games. I'm talking like game games where you could have walked out, extended your arm, and just said, you've lost, you just don't know it yet. Like, and it's all how bad you want it to hurt. Because yeah, we you, were you, so tuned up through the week that they had to say, hey, let's just not, just go a little slower on Thursday. Like, try not to hit each other. But so you do you those said, things and you go, it's just, it was just so fun. It was so fun. <laughs> You said you said there's days I miss it. I miss I miss that. I really miss like the locker room and dominoes. Like you taught me how to play dominoes, and um, God, I can't remember you taught me how to play space. Can you still can Can you still play dominoes? Oh, I'll play any day. You know, Tony Bean came man, in one day and I said, "Hey, where you, you going? You got pizzas and stuff?" He said, "I'm just going to play dominoes." And I kind of looked at him and I made a sad face. I was like, "Oh, thanks, man." I was like, "I like playing dominoes. Like we play dominoes together." My hey, I'm talking about. With you now. I'm, I'm talking to and Matt Mers, uh two-time you know, master. TV, TV got all falling. Oh, dog, I'm sorry. He's like, I'll, the next time we play, I'll invite you. I'm like, yeah, right. Turn me down. <laughs> so, hey, I'm talking to Matt Verzal, two-time national champ. Matt, that part that you said where, where Perella, one of those guys, they hit you, they destroy you, and then they tell you, don't let me do that again. That part. Is why we were champions, man. More of Matt Verzal when we return. Wingstop, 50th and O Street. Get down here now. Order online, www.wingstop.com.